So today we've got a pretty special podcast guest, our first podcast guest on Unleash Your Inner Goddess, and that is Ruth Kudzi. She is the CEO of Optimus Coach Academy, which is the awesome coaching academy that I trained with to get my accreditation. Uh, Ruth is a successful entrepreneur who runs two businesses, the Coaching Academy and her own coaching business. She has studied psychology and neuroscience for over 27 years and is very well regarded in the coaching world. And she has been featured in loads of publications and she has a top rated podcast, which I will link in the show notes. She's currently writing her second book and she is an in-demand speaker. Hi Ruth, I'm so pleased you're here with us on today's podcast. Hello, I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. And as I just mentioned to my audience, um, you are a pretty big deal in my life, right? Uh, finding your course, which we're going to talk about in a moment, mm. and pivoting into coaching myself has been life-changing. Uh, but before we go into that, I really want to talk about what led you to becoming a coach, because you were a teacher, you were in the teaching space first. Yeah, so I was in, well, I was I was in education for about 12 years, I think. Um, I, always, well, I always worry that people fact check and I'm like so not very good at knowing time. So I think it was 12 years. I think it was 12 years. And I was... <laughs> I love the caveat you put on that. Yeah. Might have been 13, might have been 11. But I, I was I was in I was in teaching for that long. And I very quickly, when I was in education, got into a leadership level, like middle leader, then senior leader. I also did some consulting and I got coaching. And I for years and years, I was thinking I want to be a coach. Actually, even before I became a teacher, I had this idea of being a coach, but I didn't really know how you become a coach. And I in my 20s, I remember thinking that it was you know, that I'd have to be really old and American, which was going to be an issue, <laughs> but old and like kind of like an old lady, like answering the phone, like, hello, oh, and like kind of like that. Because people always came to me, even however chaotic my life was, people and my family always came to me for, as a sounding board. Mm. And so I guess I'd always kind of had that. And then in teaching, I was becoming... I was getting coaching. I was actually on a, on a on a scheme to become a head teacher. I didn't become a head teacher, but on that scheme, I got a coach, and I'd had coaching before, but that was absolutely transformational because I was going in as a deputy head to a massive school, and I had massive imposter syndrome, all of this stuff, and I was like, actually, I can do this, and she really helped me to see my potential and to take action and to step up and all of those things. So. That was about 12 years ago now. And then since from that, I started doing, I started working as a, doing leadership coaching for that organization. Spent the whole summer when I was pregnant with my first daughter in Nottingham, doing coaching other head teachers and senior leaders. And I really knew that was what I wanted to do. Um, so alongside that, I was training to be a coach, but I didn't really know how I would use it. So I was like, okay, so I'm in education. I'm a deputy head, assistant head. I'm, you know, my job's okay, but I really love this coaching. So I was just doing it on the side, not really with a plan. Um, maybe thinking about how I could use it in education, but not really thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do next. Right. And then I went back after my first daughter. So it must be, well, it's six years ago, probably six, probably six years ago around this time. 
And as often happens when you go on maternity, when I came back, all of the things that I've been doing before, so like loads of coaching, development, all of that, other people had taken that because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's quite fun. And I had the timetable and cover to manage. And I think that that is, I'm so blessed that I had that because it was horrendous. I hated it. And it just made me think, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't feel a lie. Like it just, I no longer felt that my place was there. And so I started up my own business. So that's kind of the long and short of it. It was, it, it wasn't, it was, it took a long time. It took, I would say from first hearing about coaching and knowing I wanted to coach, it was about 12 years before I, before I actually had a paying client. Yeah. I kind of effectively had paying clients through work because I was like coaching mm-hmm. people at work and coaching people organizations but until somebody put money in my hand it was about 12 years so 12 years from thinking to actually having a client and I think during those 12 years I wasn't thinking about having my own business I was still thinking about doing this as an employee person yeah sort of incorporated your job role yeah or getting a job as a coach I think the business side Mm. wasn't something that I really knew much about until I became came online Okay. Okay. And you've, you've almost been like, your interest was psychology, wasn't it? Like, am I right in that you've got a degree in psychology? Yeah. My degree was in psychology and business. So it kind of all makes sense. So that's almost like set you up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but not, I mean, not consciously. Yeah. You were meant to get back to that job and it'd be yeah, yeah. And you were like, no, okay, this is yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that path so much. And obviously you know, your business was coaching others, coaching, was it businesses um, and perhaps corporate? And then you sort of, I don't know, tell me about it. How did you get into training other coaches? Oh yeah. So I started off coaching actually. So I start when I first started coaching, I was coaching mums. My niche was mums. I was coaching mums who had lost their confidence after having children. And then I was doing a bit of career coaching as well. So that was probably about the first year of my business. Okay. And then you we hear all of this about, you know, doing other things. And I thought, well, I'm a teacher and I'm a former business teacher. Um, so and I've I've I dabbled in businesses before. So why don't I do like a kind of basic startup business course? So I did that I reckon about a year into just before a year into business. Mm-hmm. And then from that it kind of evolved to I started then working with people as a coach but also a little bit on the mentoring training side around business because obviously I knew all of the things like ideal client target audience pricing strategies all of that I used to teach people that day in day out so it kind of evolved that I was doing some mentoring or I'd say teaching training and some coaching um and through that so that that first business thing it, it then became a course called Employee to Entrepreneur. It was a group program, which then became Accelerate Your Success, which was mm-hmm. a, a group program. And I remember doing one of those first rounds and there's this amazing lady called Amy. And she said, I think you should teach coaching. And I was like, oh, well, I don't, you know, first of all, I was like, I need to sort out all of my paperwork for the ICF. <laughs> 
before I do that. So that was really like, you know, over like, oh my gosh, like I've got so many courses, so much stuff. And then I was like, okay, that's an excuse. I can do that. What's the next thing? And the next thing, the next barrier that I had in the way is that I thought that I hadn't properly read what you had to do to have an ICF course. I knew I wanted an ICF course and I thought it had to be physically in person. And I thought, don't know if I've got the capacity to do it physically in person. Mm. And then um, I I spoke to somebody and they'd just done the ICF course. It was online. And I thought, oh, okay, so I could do this online. I just need to sort out that paperwork, which I can do. Um, and then again, it took me about a year after that planning um, to, to go to actually doing it. And I, a big part of that as well was that I when I did my, when I did training, I did lots of different training. So I'd done training in my work. I did a postgraduate diploma. Um, and I did various other kind of courses, but I found that they, there was, there was always things that I thought were missing for how I'd want to run something. So I wanted to run, you know, I wanted it to be cohort based. So I wanted people to be in groups so they could build relationships. Mm. I wanted it to be like, I had all of these criteria that I wanted. So I think that that was a massive thing for me because that enabled me to really look at the business that I wanted, you know, what I wanted to create and what I wanted to create that was different. So, Mm. you know, smaller groups, more psychology, more diversity in the curriculum, all of those things that were really important to me, I wanted to bring into a course. And so that's what I did. And it was, it was that, like, I was choosing when I was looking for coaching, what ultimately pulled me towards your group was the fact that it, it felt different. It didn't feel like cookie cutter and that we were going to mm. get that one-to-one as well and the extra stuff. Um, and I just want to put in here as well, the ICF, for anyone listening who's not sure what that is, is the International Coaching Federation and it's a highly regarded qualification as well. So if anyone is thinking about coaching, strongly recommend you go down an accreditation route because it just you know what you're doing and you've got certification to back it up, which, you know, gives you your clients and potential clients that bit more confidence as well, that you know what you're doing and you've been trained thoroughly. And obviously Ruth's course is uh, ICF accredited as well. So just want to throw that in there for anyone thinking, okay, what are they talking about? (laughs) But yeah, like, yeah, all of the, all of the kind of, all of the acronyms and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot to get your head around at the start. And I was like, what does this mean? What does that mean? But like, Mm your course was literally sort of a really pivotal part of my life because I'd sort of, I dabbled in, in this and I dabbled in that and I knew I wanted to help others. And, and for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, you know that I've got um, a chronic illness, which prevents me from doing what I actually wanted to do back when I was sort of a teenager, which was occupational therapy and, and sort of being out in the world, helping people. And it took me on a, a whole decade long journey that I'm not going to go into now um (laughs) that that sort of led me to oh I can help people online like I can I can actually do that and then I saw and and obviously the start of the line and I stumbled into into you know finding out about your course and you know just amazing like it was so thorough and you had the option to practice in the sessions you had you Mm. know the the peer coaching as well so you're coaching with each other and you're getting feedback you're sending recordings in you know like you're covering all these bases and you're getting the mentoring as well. It was just great. I really, really found it so valuable. So, you know, thank you. <laughs> I know I'm sure I've said it before, but thank you so much. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for being part of it because it's, it is the stu- like it's the people that make it. 
Yeah, and our cohort as well. Just, I mean, I'm sure all the cohorts are fabulous. I can't speak for the others, but like everyone was so friendly and we all came from different Mm. backgrounds and some of us were beginners, some of us had never coached, some of us had coached, you know, dabbled in it and some of us were just Mm. adding more, you know, getting a qualification really. Um, But I'd love to touch on actually, Ruth, is what kind of people do you have coming through your doors? Because, you know, we hear about people who are, you know, business coaches or who want to be, uh, you know, money mindset coaches, but you can add coaching to quite a lot of different different areas of business mm. or even, you know, workforce. Yeah, and I think that so many different people. So I would say we have we have a we have a core of people who are retraining and they tend to be professionals, anything from education, social work, accountants, lawyers, so a whole range of different people. Mm. And then we have people who already run businesses. Maybe they're already a coach uh, or they're a mentor or maybe they work in PR or they're a consultant and they want to add coaching in. And then we have our wild cards who are like, maybe they're working and they want to, They just, well, actually these aren't wild cards, but then we have the people who are working and they just want to, in, they want to be better in their role. So mm. they get a coaching qualification. And then the wild cards are like, Actually, it's anyone who's interested in personal development. So we have had photographers, landscape gardeners. We have had, you know, services wives, wives. We've had, and it's so diverse and we have all different ages. So we have people, Mm. you know, the youngest person we've had is 19. We've had people well into their late 60s. Um, So it's amazing because you get people from different countries, people from different backgrounds, people with different experience. And the great thing is about it, that people build these genuine relationships because everybody is there because they want to be better. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Everybody wants to be better at what they do. They want to be a coach. They want to help others. And when you have that energy of all those different people, it's amazing. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And it's like, you know, we're all like-minded, aren't we? Like you said, we're all interested in the same thing. We're all interested mm. in self-development, personal development. And, you know, I think that sets the tone. And I've, I've it does. what I hope are lifelong friends from, from the cohort who, you know, don't live near me. Um, we catch up regularly on Zoom because, you know, fantastic, you know, mm. <laughs> advances in technology. Um, and we have, met, we have met up since the cohort finished. You know, we qualified last May. Um, mm. And we've caught up a, over a handful of times, you know, it's, it's really great and I see people working together as well like collaborating together with people that they've met through doing a coaching course uh which I think is really yeah as well because you know it's lovely isn't it they may not have met otherwise Mm. it's wonderful it's wonderful um so Ruth obviously you've been on a journey through you know going into teaching pivoting into coaching um Mm. you know you're doing amazingly well business-wise and I'm just wondering if you've got any advice for our listeners sort of if they're feeling stuck in their sort of current role or their business, what kind of advice would you give to them? I would say, if you're feeling stuck, get some support. Remember that you're not meant to do this on your own. So you don't have to pay thousands of pounds for a coach. I mean, I think that's like online, it's always like, but but first of all, ask somebody you know for help. Think about getting a coach. You know, think about mm. you know, investing in that. And at Optimus, actually, we all of our students provide pro bono coaching. So if anyone's ever like, I want to try coaching, but maybe I can't afford it right now, just get in touch. Um, but yeah, do that. And then also 
I think I think often when we're feeling really overwhelmed and we've got loads of stuff going on, it's because we're not really listening to our intuition and what we need to be doing. And we can get so involved in doing all of the things and being all of the things to other people and you know, being on all the social media and doing all of the stuff that we forget actually about who we are and what we need and what drives us and what motivates us. So that self-reflection can be so important. Like we don't give ourselves space. It feels like every you know, every element of our time is used up. Mm. Actually with space comes reflection. With reflection comes clarity, which means that we can decide what we want to do next. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. I was having this conversation the other day and I was saying how Whenever I used to get overwhelmed and stressed, I would stick on some loud music in my headphones and I would go and do whatever I could to keep my brain busy because I didn't want to sit with that feeling Mm. and essentially figure out what was going on and what I was going to do with it. And I'd get to the point where I'd be so sort of head up and, and, you know, sometimes anxious and then I'd have a big cry and that would then be the clarity I needed, but I didn't need to let it get to that point. Mm. If I'd have just sort of gone, okay, there's something going on here. I'm not feeling quite you know, whatever the reason is, I'm going to go take myself off. And, you know, whether that's journaling, whether that's a couple of deep breaths, whether that's just sitting and and feeling what's going on in your body, Mm. like, where is this affecting me? Mm. You know, or can I speak to somebody again, you know, hopefully we all have somebody that we can trust with, you know, our feelings and our emotions that we can share that, that rather than just, just get it off our chest. Exactly. So yeah, honestly, the best advice, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, first, I'm like, right, I don't feel good. I'm going to go journal. Like, journaling is my thing. Like, I, I like to journal. Much to my husband's upset with all the notebooks that I was buying, he bought me a remarkable. So now I have to have it all in one place. It's all on a, a tablet, but I've still got the pen for the... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, see, I haven't ever used my remarkable. My husband was saying, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's a place where I can keep all of my notes in one place. And you know when you see their their eyes just like looking around the room at all, all the paper of the stacked different up. notebooks and all the paper and you're like yeah I, I, I'm gonna use it next week yeah oh I've done really well with it with the journaling I've done really well but I still go into paper chase and have a good look round. I'm like no Sarah no <laughs> I know it's like, you can't resist it's like it's like oh it's so nice feels so soft shiny notebooks <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, journaling is my jam. It's completely my jam. I do it every day without fail. And if I feel like I'm sort of getting out of control or something's not quite right, feeling a bit off, I'll go back to mm. that. And I'll just write until I can't write any more about it. Surprising what comes out. Mm. Really is. Um, really is. Okay. A uh, little bit more of a personal question, mm. if you don't mind. Of course. Um, what would you say held you back the most when it came to sort of following your purpose, unlocking your potential? Uh, I, I think not, I mean, it, it always comes down to not feeling good enough. And I, I I would say this to everyone, like, it's really easy to see people online and to think, oh, they're super confident. Yeah, I've got nice photos. And I feel confident in those photos. I've got an amazing photographer. But of course, I still have periods of self-doubt and imposter syndrome and and who am I? And, and, and it's interesting because I wouldn't say it was a, I'd say it took time and I sometimes you still go back to that self-doubt but definitely that self-doubt that 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 am I good enough I think it's that blend of am I good enough and oh for me wanting to be liked 
wanting everyone to like you. And I have never, so I've got, you know, I've, I'm still friends with people from school. I've got the same, most of my friends I've known for at least 20 years. Mm. And even though at work, sometimes there have been people I haven't got on with, I haven't ever experienced the kind of, the kind of cliques that we see online. And I think that I found that really difficult because I just wanted to be, yeah, I just wanted to be liked by everyone. And I think that when I was able to let go and realize that some of these people wouldn't, wouldn't like me just because of what I looked like, what I sounded like, and I couldn't control that. And Lucy Power definitely has helped me with that. Then we love Lucy Power. I was able, we love Lucy Power. Then I was able to, um, to actually just do a bit more and be a bit more me and do a bit more and do a bit more of my stuff rather than always second guessing. Mm. So yeah, I think that's a big one. Yeah. And it's really vulnerable as well to sort of share that with us. Mm. Um, and it will relate, you know, a lot of people will relate to that. And what was, what is the worst thing that's happened that has come from, you know, being okay. Some people won't like me. <laughs> okay. So the worst thing that has happened. So at the beginning of this year, um, Somebody like, so I'm quite passionate about Black Lives Matter and I'm really passionate about Black Lives Matter. I've got two little girls who are mixed race. I've, my husband's black. Like for me, this is like, it's something that's really important and it's, it has been for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So somebody put out this list and, um, I, I, and it was of coaches and there were 29 were white. And I messaged them and said, look, we really need to do better. Mm. And they blocked me. And then I put a post on LinkedIn saying like, you know, basically saying that not being open to the conversations, closing down the conversations, um, you know, it was a real issue. Right. This post went viral. And the person who did it was then, who, who did the original list was trying to, they didn't block me, was saying all this stuff, was creating all this drama, was, and, and, and it was really, really challenging because the narrative that she'd said to other people was very different to the reality. And I just felt like I was getting into this, this, this kind of, this kind of playground stuff when I was like, look, all you need to say is I blocked you. I made a mistake. Yeah. Just be cool. But I think that what I hadn't really thought through is, you know, I hadn't named her. I hadn't done any of this, but I hadn't really thought through the impact I could potentially have. And, you know, now looking back, I reflect that, that I could talk of talked about it in a different way, potentially, um, that would have mean that she couldn't have been identified because what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to ever make anyone feel bad or upset or anything. So I can definitely see the two sides to that. And I think that that's, that's probably part of my personality is to sometimes go in all guns blazing. And so that was, that was like, mm -hmm. it was really hard. Like I felt, I felt really bad for the lady afterwards um, but also like, it was just, yeah. I never, ever expected to have something go viral. I was in Forbes afterwards. I was, and I mainly got really positive things, but it was, yeah, it was, it was not something that I intended to happen. So. <laughs> no. And that's the thing though. We always do things with the best intentions. Or we mm. try to do things with the best intentions. Right. And, and you said, even now you've looked at it, you've reflected and said, oh, you know, I could have done this differently. Yeah. And, and, you know, perhaps if, 
a similar thing was to arise in the future, you would approach it differently. So there's growth to be had mm. in in the difficult things and the things that we find, you know, like the worst case scenarios and stuff. Oh yeah. Or there's always growth. There's always learning and always growth. And I, I what I find really interesting, especially in the um in the coaching space, is like we make mistakes. We're fallible, we're human. Um but we learn from them and we also forgive like others and ourselves. I mm. I forgive myself for doing that. And I also forgive that lady for her response because she was in a stress response. And when we're in a stress response, yeah, we don't out operate normally. The rational so, part of our brain shuts down, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, and we become like, you know, this crazy, yeah, not this crazy person, but 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 we 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 become I'm very direct when I'm stressed. We panic. And when we panic, Again, it's not rational or logical. So I think no. one of the things that I'd say as well is forgiveness of yourself and others is so liberating because then you can focus on the on the on the present and the future rather than always living in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. And I've been um, actually doing some mirror work, which sounds you know mm. a bit silly, but you stand in front of the mirror, look into your own eyes, and sort of say a phrase or a mantra. Um, and at the minute mine, well, it used to be, um, I forgive you and I've moved it on to, I trust you. Mm. And that is sort of part of my ongoing personal development and I'm getting hypnotherapy as well, which is pretty cool. And just sort of forgiving myself and others for all the things in the past that maybe didn't go so well, didn't work out, have held me back, have kept me stuck and second guessing myself and like, you know, Mm. all those lovely things that we all deal with. Um, and putting that power back in my hands and going, okay, doesn't matter what happened in the past. We can choose to do things differently. We can step into our, you know, our inner goddess, our inner badass, whatever we want to, you know, resonate with. Um, and that part of that is that, and it's it's that letting go of how I was previously and being okay to do that, mm. but not being like, oh, you know, I'm going to shed that that layer of me off and say goodbye. It's just sort of like, okay, I accept that's that was me and that was where I was at that point, and I'm okay with that. But this is this is where I'm heading. And it's beautiful to be able to do that and to be able to, because we can spend our whole life in regrets Mm -hmm. and like, oh, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd done this. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And you nailed it. You know, coaches aren't this like be all and end all, never get it wrong or always like some sort of supernatural. Because I think there's that stigma as well that because we're coaches and because we know some of this stuff and we know about you know psychology and this that, and the other that we we get it right all the time when we've nailed it and we've got the key to you know <laughs> and if only oh, goodness, right yeah and then people feel like oh gosh you know and I've, I've had to sort of say and I, I put posts out and say like I got this wrong do you know I didn't do this the way that yeah. I, I could have perhaps done it or you know we make mistakes we have mm. fun we we're not like I don't know some supernatural I don't know robot <laughs> But that's it. Like there's still growth to be had. No matter how far in your journey yeah. you are, there's always a new layer or a new sort of hurdle or something else that you peel away. And as you grow and develop and your, you know, your interests change as well, there's always new things to uncover. And I think that's that's the fun of it, right? Mm. That's the journey. The journey is the fun bit. It's not racing to the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and it is, it's about realizing 
You know, that even when you have your very worst days, there's a Tony Robbins quote, and he says, what if your very worst day was actually your very best day? And oh my gosh, like my birthday this year was nearly our very worst day. Like we nearly lost our house. There was other stuff going on in the business. Goodness. But in the end, it was the very best day because um, it enabled me to we we got our house and it enabled me to make some difficult decisions and you know and and it actually proved how strong I was and so I I, I do think that and, and and you know it's it like there is learning in every situation and that messy middle and all of that stuff is is such a great place to be yeah I completely agree completely agree it's like for me having a cancer diagnosis last year mm. like that is pretty shit for most people, right? For everybody. I can't imagine anyone who'd be thrilled yeah. with that. Um, no. But six weeks later, I'm mm. like, right, I'm moving more into mindset than I was strategy and business and sort of that side of things because the mindset work for me paid off in the past sort of mm. 18 months, three years um, before getting this cancer diagnosis. It, I, I changed so much. I wasn't even worried when they did the biopsy, I was like, what, you know, what will be, will be, I can't change. I can't mm. control the situation right now. I've either got this route or I've got that route and I'm going to deal with either of those. And it was, it was the most surreal mm. time because I had been so fearful of, of a cancer diagnosis or dying early or, you know, any of those things, you know, the typical things people are scared of. And the way I approached it was, okay, mm. you've got this, we'll mm. deal with it. And this, that, and the other. And, you know, it was that, that was, technically the worst day of my life or could have been one of the worst days of my life. And I've moved my whole business into a slightly new direction. I'm still doing a bit of business strategy, you know, in my membership and stuff, but my heart is in, is in mindset. I think it took that big, that that's full stop that, Oh, okay. We've got a big hurdle now for me to realize that mm. and go, okay, yeah. let's, let's follow this new path. So yeah, completely agree. And you got your house and everything got sorted with yours because I know that that's been an ongoing issue. <laughs> everything got sorted. We were there in the end, but it was like, yeah, it was it, it was just one of those things. And, and a lot of it, it was like, I was just very like, okay, so what can I control? What can we do? Yes. What can't we do? Like, you know, there are some things I can't control and there are some things that I can. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I do think that when we have that perspective, it makes life mm. easier. It really does. Yeah, completely. And I teach it to my kids as well. You know, I go back to what can you control? What can you have influence over? And what is completely out of And we do it together. We do the circles. We do a circle of control. Exercise. All my kids do it. Um, and it really gives them more power, do you know, mm. like going, okay, well, I can't actually change that. Like my son was stressing about rain for sports day. I said, well, can you control the weather? He was like, no. I was like, can you control how you react to the weather? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, this is this calm came over and he's like, okay, if it rains, it rains. There's really no point stressing about it and worrying about it. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed for next week though. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's hope it's not raining. It was boiling at our one. Yeah, it was very, very, very hot at our one. So um yeah. yeah, I'm not expecting it to be that hot up north. I'm really not. <laughs> I'll send you the sunshine. Yeah, please do. Please do. It's currently raining. But so as we wrap up this, I want to um you said you mentioned you had a coaching experience week coming up that you mm, wanted to invite mm. my listeners to. So would you like to share a little bit more about that? Yeah. 
So we have got our coaching experience week. It's coming up at the beginning of July. And this is really for you if you are curious about training as a coach, wanting to know if it's right for you. So you're going to have some a flavor of what it's like um, and the different and what it's like in Optimus as well. So it will give you that experience of coach training to see, is this something for me or is it not something for me? So I think that's the real takeaway from this. Is coaching the right thing for me? Perfect. And we'll pop the link in the show notes as always so people can access that. But yeah, thank you for coming and sharing some of your journey and your advice. And thank you so much for having me. And that wraps up today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget the link to Ruth's Coaching Experience Week with Optimus Coach Academy is in the show notes. Um, She's running that in July, as she mentioned, and I believe again in September. I'm also going to pop in a link to the ICF, the International Coaching Federation, which we mentioned a few times as being a really important accreditation if you're considering coaching. I'm going to pop in a link to Lucy Power's Instagram, which we touched on uh, how much we loved Lucy in our podcast episodes. If you'd like to check out Lucy, she is just awesome. And I'm also going to pop in my Instagram link as always that you can connect with me over on there and continue the conversation. What did you enjoy most about this episode? What was a highlight for you? I would love to know. And that's it for today's episode. Take care.